by Flirtography. And when I say like, I don't have a problem with feedback, it's just the way certain clients give out their feedback that really, really does discourage you. Like some will give you a tone about it. And I understand they want the best of the best. They want the best picture they could get. And I understand that it's frustrating, but it's like, you know, I'm trying my best to work with you too. And it's like the location sometimes might be the problem or sometimes it might be the lighting or sometimes it might just be other things you're out of your limit. And us photographers, we got to work the best we could do and putting our skills and our education and our talents up to the max as possible for that shoot. Because at the end of the day, that's our work. And we're and whatever whatever you post that work up or where I post that work up, that's a representation of your photography skills. So we can never half-ass it at all at, at our shoots. Um, and I think this would be a good place for intro. What's going on, everybody? It's me, Mark. Um, didn't start it up like how I thought it was, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> I'm back again with another The Business of Cosplay Photography podcast, and I'm joined again by my guest, Jonathan, who was on my first episode of this series. Thank you for coming back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, thank you for having me back. Uh, I, 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 this is like, this is a collab, man. Um, like you said in the pre-interview, you have a YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. Uh, we're just, just working together so we can get to the same goal that we all want. And that's just to, to be happy, I guess. But welcome back. I find you very interesting because we're like in the same boat, essentially, as far as like, I feel with skill level, with where we are with our business, well, not necessarily with our business, but like, I'm I'm just like, I feel like I'm a few steps ahead of you. And I'm like, hey, I see what you're trying to do. You're on the same journey. Let's go. Let, let me let me show you what I've learned on this journey of being a cosplay photographer and running a business. Um, because it's not easy. It's not easy. This has kind of been one of the hardest things I ever had to do. A lot of things I had to prove, not only to myself, but to the people who love me and care about me, who just say, just, just get a job, just get a job. Why are you keep doing this artsy fartsy stuff? Um, yeah. and I'm like, mm, I like being artsy fartsy. I'm sorry. I like smelling my own farts. I like, <laughs> um, you know, that was so funny when you said that. I'm like, oh, it, it was more for people. It's yeah. for me. For yeah. me, it's like, I said that because if you're an Andy Warhol fan, that's basically where you're at. And yeah. I'm not a big, and I'm not a big fan of Andy Warhol. I am. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only opposite because I believe he was a great con artist. I can get yes. that. Yes. He's a yes. great con artist, but not an artist, but a great con artist. Okay. Okay. And that really does help. Well, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised he never got sued for Campbell, but he kind of put Campbell on the map back then. Oh, whatever. Dude, he, dude, there was a lawsuit for Campbell, but he oh. won. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> All right, well. He got sued by everybody. Even DC sued him for that Batman and Robin photo shoot he did. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. But because he knew people in the art business that are higher up, and most of them have good lawyers, he got out. Right. Well... Thankfully, luckily for him, we're able to do what we do now. So take yeah. advantage of it. Take advantage of it. Um, but why don't you go ahead and give my audience a little brief reintroduction of yourself and tell everybody a little bit about you. Well, my name is Jonathan. I am a cosplay photographer starting out. Um, 
I basically like to do photo shoots of cosplay photographers on different mindsets of it, like safe for work, non safe for work, and taking the character out of their element type of shoots. And most of all, I just want to see how far I could go with this great journey, but also, you know, make a career out of it too. But most of the end of the day, when I'm in retired, basically almost close to retirement, I will like to have a small little art gallery of my shoots. Yeah. Yeah. That's like every artist's dream. I've dreamt that since high school of just having a uh, gallery with all my artwork in it and people just pay to go see it because they like my work uh that's ultimately some artsy fartsy goal i want to have um but like i said thank you for coming back on um today is going to be a, a really really heavy episode we got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about just because uh i have a lot to share you have a lot you wanted to ask um, and I felt like like me and you in the last podcast kind of maybe had like a same mindset thing kind of going on a little bit, or I see what you're trying to do and I see where you're at. And I'm like, hey, few, few stepping steps, we can be exactly at the same place and it won't take that long at all. Uh, so yeah. let's let's just get right into it. Um, let's just jump into it. Like I said, uh, why don't you just go off and ask me one of the questions that I know you got ready lined up for me? Well, one of the questions, well, to be honest, I'm never ready. <laughs> That's the number one thing you got to know about it. When it comes to my uh, camera equipment and photo shoots, I'm ready. Right. But when it comes to everything else, I'm a slob. <laughs> no, I get you. I get so, you. I get you. Well, to be honest, I really did want to ask you this one. What other styles are you interested to shoot in cosplay photography besides your portrait shoots? Like, because like I told you about me, how I want to do some different takes on characters and put them in different situations, realism with them and wasabi style. But do you have any other styles that you want to do with that, with cosplay photography? Um, Actually a lot. And it's so funny that you bring that up because I didn't even realize my style was more portrait. I was just like, I just want to make pictures that I like, that I want to just put out there. And I know that my portrait style is my strongest style because that's mainly what I do in photography in general because of the setups and everything that I have and just the clientele that I've built. Uh, but I didn't even realize I just put that skill set towards the cosplay photography. For me, it was like, I just, whatever I'm doing is just cosplay photography. And I, you know, when I started studying it, I was like, okay, you can do high-end fashion with cosplay photography, which I think is a probably most appropriate way to approach it. Uh, but like uh, what Patricia said in the last episode, uh, she does a street photography kind of point of view with her cosplay photography. And I really like that idea uh, because I love like just going out doing street photography just for fun, um, just to be artsy and just go out, take one lens and just use the ambient light and just surroundings around you and just take pictures and find beauty in the nature around you. And if you just throw a cosplay element into that, you got something really interesting. Um, another thing I wanna do, uh, which I'm starting now to see a lot of that I'm very happy and excited for, cosplay weddings. I would love to do a cosplay wedding, especially if it's like at a con. I saw uh, last year when I went to Dragon Con, they had a cosplay wedding ceremony and I was like, oh, I really wanted to be there to do that, but I didn't know about it. Um, but like just that idea of like people who love each other, and who love each other enough to dress up in costumes as licensed characters and walk down the aisle and say, I love you. And we can do this for the rest of our life. That melts my heart. Like, 
I'm I'm such a nerd. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> like, like, come on, like, what, like, oh, that's I had pretty a dope. In college, who had like a Star Wars themed wedding that I was not invited to, um, and they had like lightsabers on the table at the reception. And he was dressed as Obi Wan going down the aisle, and she was like, uh, like a Darth Vader bride or something. From what I heard, I'm like, oh, perfect <laughs> opportunity, perfect opportunity, Miss. But that's like one of my like bucket list things cosplay wedding if i can like if i could rebrand my entire photography business around solely being a cosplay wedding photographer i would do it um but i don't think it's enough business there to make my entire business around that well you can make it optional oh it's definitely an option Um, (laughs) it's definitely an option it's always an option um if i like whenever i do my questions with uh couples and, you know, we talk about stuff. If they bring up anything geek-related, that style, uh, the lane we're going down, and that's the rest of the meeting. Um, and it works because, like, so one thing you said, like, you want to, you know, you struggle dealing with uh, working with actual people because, you know, they give you feedback, things like that. Um, the one reason why I like working with people is because you get to make an emotional connection to them. You get to tell their story. Like you're a photographer. You're not just taking pictures. You're telling a story of whatever it is you're taking a picture of. You're like when people look at your photograph, they need to visually be able to understand this scene that you have created versus, oh, they're at a con and you took a picture oh, this is a wedding and, you know, the lighting's bad. You know, like, just, just like, be creative. Like, being a photographer is more than just taking pictures. You are a storyteller in a specific medium that is very hard to convey story to, that you need a series of photos to tell that story. That's what, well, like... That's, that's the funny part, because when, when I do photo shoots, I do tell a story with them. It's not more of the same that I don't like working with people. That's, like, very harsh. I mean, right. like... Um, like I do like working with people. It's just you will get one or two cosplayers that are like really like you know kind of like very hands on, even though you you were hired to help them for the shoot. You know what I mean? Like it's not like I don't like working with people. I do like working with people. Like the ones I the ones I picked out on my photos of my favorites, those were the people I love working with because we have the same mindset. We I know exactly what they want and they know exactly what I could do for that, mm-hmm. and they know exactly what poses they like and I know how to shoot for them like my first photo shoot is actually a Wonder Woman photo shoot that was inspired by the show the boys and she's a great cosplayer she's um, known as blue um, she's known as um, her real name is Lily but she also goes by her cosplay name um god I wish I remember her cosplay name because they usually have very long cosplay names for themselves <laughs> it's I, it's it deals with jaggeds because she's a Game of Thrones fan but we've been okay. friends for a long time but so when we did that shoot, she wanted to do that shoot because she always wanted to see if she could do these dark takes because she wants to be out of her comfort zone. She wants to get into cosplay modeling. Mm-hmm. And that was her technically her first dark shoot, but my first photo shoot as a cosplay photographer. But it comes into the sense of like, I don't, I'm not, I, I do like working with people. It's just, I got to get used to how to talk to them more about, can you move, like how to talk, how to give directions, like how to direct traffic type of thing. right that's the part i get nervous with because with with my background of from landscaping photography and cityscape photography all i have to do is just sit there for hours as soon as i feel like the moment is right shoot 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 and then right. i'm good 
right. but with cosplayers, you got to give them direction. You got to give them what what their sense of go is. And when I do photo shoots, I really tell a story with it because I like doing storyboards with them. Mm. So we'll start from there, you know, end of there. The shooting will be different, of course, like, you know, but I'll have it storyboarded out on my paper or in my head talk to them about it if they like it and they straight up say yeah they like it or someday they want to change some things we change some things and then as soon as i'm done with the shoot i storyboard it out and from start to finish you actually could see a story of the shit like the wonder woman one has a good storyboard one the the major laser the, the not major laser sorry, major major kusanagi from ghost in the shell um that's another storyboard one um I also did a storyboard with 9S and every shoot I do is storyboarded. I'm still working on one right now with Angel Dust and that one's a little bit more graphic for some younger viewers, but it's already planned out. We'll just need two models for that. You mentioned that some uh, cosplayers can be kind of hands-on. What do you mean by that? Can you elaborate a little bit more? Well, I have this one situation. It was um, for a photo shoot. It was, um, it was for an arcane photo shoot and some were like, they're like, can you shoot at this angle, at a 45-degree angle, going zoom in this way? And I'm like, okay, I could do that. And then they're like, can you change the brightness of contrast on your camera? Like, can you make it brighter and darker? It's like, it's the sun. I can't really control that. <laughs> I can fix it in post, don't worry. But the sun is the issue right now, mm. especially where we're shooting. At. And there'll be someone like, I don't like this edit, even though I did say I want this edit, but after looking at it, is it possible to do this and do this? It's like, they micromanage what you do. And I'm like, I have no problem working with you. Just, but you got to understand it's not a simple editing fix like you do in um, Instagram filters. We actually have to learn this software and know exactly how to, you know, mess with the brightest contrast, the brush tools and all that. It's like, it's not an easy fix sometimes. Have you so, had a, have you had a client or a cosplayer send you tutorials to do? Oh my god, yes, and that really pisses me off because here's the funny part. One of the tutorials is one of the tutorials I actually have to my favorite, and she and she sent me that tutorial, and I'm like, that's the same tutorial I have in my favorites. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I know I'm not that great in editing yet. And Lightroom is your friend, and I'm glad I'm Lightroom Classic is the best to use. But it's like, I already did this to your photo. Like, how can? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna shut up. I'm not gonna argue with her. I'm just gonna do it and to see if she says something. And here's a funny trick I did. After I saw, I said, "Oh, I saw the video." By the way, I sent her the same picture again without the ed without editing it again. And she looks at it, goes, "Oh, it looks a lot better. It's the same edit." And I'm like, yeah. I'm uh, like, oh my god, those are my favorite people. Well, not my favorite. They're so. But I know, but 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 it's it's funny to laugh at that sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's so funny to laugh at that. Like I I've done that same thing so many times where like people like oh can you blah 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 or like when they started sending me tutorials, especially ones that I already watched. I'm like, all right, it's time to have some fun with this. So yeah, I did that. Send the same picture. Didn't even change a thing. Yeah, not change the thing, send them the same file. Oh, it looks a lot better. And I'm like, you don't even know the fuck yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. It's like you hired me to do this. Like, but here's the thing: I have no problem working with them. That's why I do shoots 50-50. And when I take pictures, I show them the pictures. Mm. And if they like it, we move on. If they don't, we continue a little bit more. But the point is, it's like you hired me to do this, 
And I'm not mad that you got some ideas. I love that because sometimes, like I said, sometimes their ideas are actually good. Like they're, right, they're, right. They, Most they, of the time, they, they are. They blow my mind. It's like oh, I never thought of that. Like, like the Phoenix Wright shoot, mm-hmm. um, that I did recently. That I think that was last week. He was like, "Hey, would it be cool if I get this bike and I ride it down like I'm scooting with the bike?" I'm like, "Yes, I never thought of that, but that is such a Phoenix Wright move. Like he'll just ride his bike, not like pedaling, but you know how like." bike guys will like lean on their bike and just scooter down to so they can get ready to stop and get off and chain it real quick mm-hmm. so we did that and it looked great and we're like and i never thought of that because i was like it was kind of a hard shoot because i never worked with a bicycle in as part of the prop because mm. they're big and they're kind of like out of frame but i made it i made it work like i'm glad i made it work i'm glad we chose that he chose little tokyo of all places because it's wide areas because in downtown la little tokyo is a big area Right. Like it's a small area, but I mean, like the, the the walkways, the buildings, there's whites, like they're white to shoot. So the bike fits perfectly. It will never get in the way. And if you shoot it just right, you can make little Tokyo look like real Japan, even though there's like Los Angeles buildings around it. Yeah, yeah. Th- those, those are those are funny moments that will happen with clients that they think they know better than you. And it's like, it's OK. Like, I just let them think that. Because I don't want to argue with them because, you know, especially when you're starting out, it's like you really need as much as you can get for now. Right. And you need that recommendation later on. Right. Um, I'm going to say something that's a little controversial. I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this, especially from photographers and future clients. Uh, you keep saying that it should be 50-50. Um, I don't believe that. Um, as I've been doing this for a little bit longer than you have like i've been doing cosplay photography for a minute i've been doing photography for a minute this isn't my first creative business that i've done i agree with what drew said you are the artist you are the professional you are the expert it's one thing like where you are where you're beginning in a new discipline and you're trying to work up the confidence and work up the portfolio build up everything it's another thing when i've been doing this for a minute and i still run into some of those same problems and then you you know i sit back and think about okay i'm clearly not doing something right i'm looking for clients in the wrong place if i'm still coming across the same problem um but like i've dealt with clients who have messed up their own projects and done everything in their power to blame me when it was them, when I've done everything that they asked. Prime example, especially like working with video. I did a project back in April uh, where it was a birthday party, client wanted, you know, video of everything. And she wanted the illusion of certain things for the party. And I'm like, that's great, but that illusion doesn't translate well on video. Like, you know, if we're doing interviews and stuff, I can just link up the microphone and everything and blah, 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 and do this and that. And we have a recorded interview, but you wanted the microphone as a prop. So now we just have footage with no audio, but you want there to be audio. When I kept saying like, hey, you know, this is no extra cost. And you kept saying, nope, use it as a prop. You don't want all that and i'm like it's not even a whatever cool or like we're in a dark scene i'm like hey we need light i know for the party you want the ambience to be this cool glowy effect with the casino but for video that's going to be super dark and you're going to ask for us to brighten it and it's going to be so grainy and bad looking and i told you that and here we are in editing and you want to brighten and there's no button that says brighten with no noise and grain yeah. That doesn't exist. Um, my favorite, when a client tells you to zoom and enhance on in something, and I'm like, please stop watching movies. 
zoom and enhance is not a thing. You can't zoom in enhance on video. That's not a thing. That's pure fiction. Please stop watching movies. So yeah, I love dealing with those people. Um, and when I say love, I mean it's so sarcastic. Yeah. No, no, I get yourself. So this is what I normally do when I have situations like that. I actually educate them as much as I can. And so far, it actually worked. Mm. They actually took the advice I say to them and they're like, you mm. know what? You're right. You're the one like they're like, oh, is that how it works? Yeah, that's why I cannot do it. It's like, oh, like a perfect example was um, I did a photo shoot with not even I did a, a little bit of a freebie photo shoot because it was the last day. And I went to that section of an expo that had those diorama sets. And I just straight up went up to people like, hey, you want a free little mini shoot? And like, yeah, yeah. And one was trying to tell me that, can you do this cool trick with it? It's like, I'm going to explain to you how that works. Because the line was like five to ten minute wait, so that gave me time to talk to them. Right. This is how it works. This is why it doesn't work, and this is why it should be like this. It's like, and she goes, "Oh, I get it now. Okay, yeah. You know what? It's a free shoot. I shouldn't really say anything, and I go up to it. But the pay clientele is a little different. Like, um, fifty fifty works to an extent. When I do fifty fifty, because when you're starting out, it's great to do fifty fifty. But when you get to your, when you get to the point of your status as a photographer, especially in the cosplay space scene, then you could actually drop the 50-50 off, like, like that one um, photographer said, because he got to the level that his skills show what he's all about, and he could actually tell people, like, no, it's my way or nothing. Yeah. and He I'm, has that option. He has no. that option. I don't have that option. I'm not at okay. that level. <laughs> okay again this is where i said like the mindset is the thing because for no, so I know. long for so long i felt like you i was where you are like i'm not good enough to tell oh i'm not saying i'm not good enough i'm not well established enough there's a difference well, okay 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 <laughs> you're right there's a difference but like you okay no you're actually right i'm not well established enough to tell you how blah 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 but you are you are you are the subject matter expert you, I mean, yes, you're the, learning. Um, I mean, this is part of a whole other. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's this is a topic within itself. But the point is, I know, I know my skills. I know this and that. But the thing is, when it comes to this media of cosplay photography, it's different. This is, this is, a, this is a business that relies on word of mouth, your, your presentation, your work ethic, and everything. So if you're barely starting out, one year is not enough still. Like I've seen guys who do this for years and they're well-established. There's pros at this already. There's guys who could literally say, hey, I do this and this and that. If you want this and this and that, you pay that money, I'll do it. And that's it. You don't have to say anything. But someone like me, it's like, oh, this is what I do and all that. Oh, but how long have you been working on this? One year? And they're like, okay, I'll get back to you later. And like, there you go. I lost the client because as soon as I say that one year experience of of uh, for, uh, cosplay photography, it's like gone. But but now because of the whole matter of like bringing into your other photography and your other work into it, I'm like now when I say, oh, I've been in photography X amount of years, then they'll be like, oh, yeah, okay. I was about to say that. Like, and then don't tell them you've just been no. doing this for one year. Tell no, them no, everything. I know. I told them everything. And then they then they'll ask how long you've been doing cosplay. And I'm like, well, technically one year. And they're like, but you do have these other experiences. So I will hire you. Like I did have a photo shoot that was supposed to happen this weekend, but the guy canceled on me because his friend couldn't make it. Hmm. But I already been getting clients already just by telling them the 
another way of like, I done photography X amount. This is what I do and all that. And then I like, like I said, I like 50-50 for some clients because they know the character inside out most of the time. And it's cool to hear some of their feedback and it's cool to, it's cool to talk to them more before and after a shoot and during the shoot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, their mindset is, and they're like, I, and you get like little tidbits of like, like example, like the Wonder Woman shoot for the dark, the dark take of Wonder Woman, like her drinking and doing drugs and all that. There's cosplayers who do want to do that stuff, but they're too scared to ask photographers because they always get photographers that say, no, I, I don't do that. Or, or no, I don't want to try it and all that. And they do want to do a dark take. It's like, like the one I want to work on is the Angel Dust one. And everybody mm-hmm. knows about Angel Dust and Husband Hotel. If you're not familiar with the show, it's basically a dark anime comedy. And it has like, you know, sex, drugs and all that. And she wanted to shoot Angel Dust. Everybody loves Angel Dust for the wrong reasons. Just like Harley and Quinn. Right. She wanted to show that Angel Dust is a prostitute that gets beaten and used a lot. If she wants to do that shoot, that proves that sex workers have it rough. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea because a lot of people really should not like Angel does for these reasons. <laughs> Just like Harley Quinn, it's like it's an abusive relationship. You right. shouldn't glorify that. And some for and some cosplayers want to do those shoots to prove a message or to show that they could go that extra mile and not be afraid to do those shoots either. Right. It depends on the cosplayer, it depends on the situation, it depends on that. But I'm willing to work with those type of shoots because they're interesting, they're part of my wasabi art style i like that taking the normal and making it abnormal right um to that i want to say closed mouths don't get fed this is like a tip i'm offering for both cosplayers and cosplay photographers as an artist like i've done like boudoir shoots and i've done cosplay boudoir shoots and cosplay erotic things and i've done everything that i can think of i can do with a camera that i feel comfortable with uh that is legal again i'm above ground i don't do any creepy stuff or anything like that but like i've been put in situations where i've been uncomfortable like no we can't do this like i've been uh, just a regular normal photo shoot we all out in the park and stuff and like you know kind of like you know I have personal space issues so like when a client hits on me and they're a paid client they're paying me to be there and they're touching and grabbing on me male female doesn't matter it's happened with both I'm like okay hold on I, I you know like this is work for me I don't want to be one of those this photographer sued for xyz no we will not have that um, I've been in situations with couples where they was like, hey, you mind shooting a porno with us? And I'm like, uh, yeah, for money, sure. And then I'm like, oh, no, they're asking me to join them. Um, this went left way quick. Um, so I'm going to go now. I've been in a lot of weird situations. I don't know what it is about, like, photographers. Photographers and situations happen. I don't know how to explain that, but, like... Well, I can explain that. It's, go ahead. It's because... They see a photographer as a person that's open-minded because they assume because they're a photographer, they're very artsy-fartsy, like I said. Right. But it's like they don't understand that we do have limits. And on top of that, I'm the biggest dude that comes to this number one rule to me. If you're not 18 and older, I will not shoot without a parent. That is oh, a yeah. given fact. Like well, I did not want to be, I did not want to go to jail. I don't want, I don't want to get sued and I don't want to get in trouble and I don't want to lose my representation. If you're 17 and younger and you want to photo shoot, no, let me talk to your parents first. If um, your parents said, or they're okay with this, sh- with the photo shoot, and it has to be a clean family photo shoot, nothing else. Of course, 
Um, but I'm and the gonna, parents have to be there. I'm gonna take it a step further than that. Uh, my number one principle for any photo shoot is you need somebody there and I need somebody there. Uh, so we ain't none of us alone. I don't care how old you are. I don't want any thing to happen. We live in that age where someone can accuse you of anything and then that's it. Like, yeah, that's it, even if you're proven innocent, uh, people don't care because they have that perceived knowledge of you or they have this understanding. They are set on their principles and that's it. Uh, and they made their decision and whatever, whatever. Like there are people who believe the election was stolen. And I'm like, wow. That's what? why when I do when I do group photo shoots, they're out in the open when everybody could see. Right. Like I'm like, should... no, no, no. Group photo shoots out in the open. Um, if it's a erotic type piece, like I did with this Final Fantasy 15 piece, the other person has to be okay with it. The other person has to be okay with it. And your friends need to know that you're here right, right oh, now. Yeah. Um so I used to do a lot of like in-house studio stuff. Like I turned my living room to like a, a giant studio basically uh, in my spare bedroom. Um, and I would have a lot of people over for photo shoots. And if I knew them and we already did shoots and things like that, cool, whatever, whatever. Um, but like for new people, they will come over. I'm like, hey, no, you need to bring somebody, bring your boyfriend, bring your girlfriend, your mom and your daddy. Again, I don't care how old you are. Like I've done a lot of, like shoots at that location uh when i was there and i'm like it doesn't matter what we're shooting if i'm doing headshots and it's just me and you you still bring somebody like i don't play that because like this no. is business this is my representation uh this is something i love i'm not gonna mix business and pleasure like i hate like i've been in relationships and like oh do a photo shoot for my birthday i'm like no because this this is work i don't no no i'm not doing that you can pay for a photo shoot and we can go down that road and you, you call me mean or whatever i'm trying to build a business whatever um but like you you gotta set like limits and things like that because i've been in uncompromising uh situations behind the camera and stuff has happened and i'm like if this was the old me maybe but like i care about my business first before anything else and i can't cross that line i can't put that on any any jeopardy i can't put that in any jeopardy so i won't do it like even now like i have clients call me for certain shoots at dragon con and i'm like the not safe for work stuff i'm okay with but like i can't like make money off of that i can't use that to advertise for certain stuff i can only tell people off of that service uh because like what i can't put on instagram and facebook uh maybe twitter maybe tumblr but like Maybe, but it's all going to be considered pornographic anyway, and I don't want that. On Instagram, you could put it on Instagram if it's not nude, if they're in their underwear, it is legal to put that up there. But they have to, but it has to be two consenting adults to agree with that well, post. Well, but, but anything that's very hard have, pornographic, no. On softcore stuff like just making out and all that, but fully clothed, like erotic, natural, tasteful erotica. Yes, you could put that on Instagram, but it's also is your image. It's what what you post up on your page that determines what type of photographer are you. For me, it's like I want to show that I could do all this, but there is there is rules and guidelines for me. Like I don't shoot it because I want to shoot it because it's like this is what you want. I'm okay with that, but there is rules and boundaries. I am not gonna break all these rules, and if you feel they feel like it feels unfair. Well, you got thousands of other cosplay photographers. Ask one of them. Yeah, there's somebody out there with a camera that will shoot you and whatever you want to do, regardless. Um, just watch out for who you pick as your photographer. Yeah, that's all I got to say. 
Um, but yeah, I, I've been in a lot of compromising situations and like, it doesn't matter. You have a camera, you're a photographer, you're a videographer, you're going to be in situations that make you feel uncomfortable, but you got to either sit there and do it or not do it at all. Um, but at the end of the day, it's really just about your mind. Like I said, your mindset and confidence, um, and you just knowing what you want. Uh, if you want to do stuff like that, that's fine. Go for it. Uh, trust me, I've thought about it. I've done it. Um, I've done things with my camera I didn't think I would ever do. I've made money with my camera doing legal things I didn't think I'll ever do, but I've done them. It's not what I really want to do. Like, I don't mind doing all that stuff, but like, you know, I just want to be comfortable with what I'm shooting and I want my subject matter to be comfortable with me shooting them. Um, and you know, that, that moves me on to my next thing. Make sure your, your, your subjects are comfortable. I call them subjects, but like, not like I rule them, but like, no, 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 art, no yeah. that's the term. That's the term we grew up with. In right. Right. Yeah. In art, you grew up with the term of your subject matter, like rather is a human being or is a piece of fruit or something. Uh, your subject is your muse. It's the thing that you are drawing inspiration from to create. So it's not a negative term. I've had people like, Ooh, man, I've had arguments about calling people something. oh my god yes i know that feel too because i told one cosplayer like i i was having a conversation with someone i said oh i'm working with the subject right now and she goes what is that supposed to mean and i'm like it's an art term that we where we work on something like a fruit or a ball or a this or that we call them a subject that's the person we're focusing on or the item we're focusing on right and she took that as the wrong term of right. pro basically pronouns came to mind and like it has nothing to do with that, but all right. Yeah, it, has, it has nothing to do with that, but sure. All right, we live in 2022. Why not? Why yeah, not? everything you do innocently, you get canceled. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. That's a whole different... Uh, that's a whole different discussion right there. Uh, but anyway, let's let's move on. Um, what are some other questions you want to ask? I know we kind of went off a tangent on that, but like... Hey, well, I like I, I kind of like podcasts or go on a tangent, to be honest. Like, I, I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts like that. Like, Jim Cornette goes on a tangent. I love that because it just gets me more into the mood that I'm in a conversation with someone. You so if you, like, go on, if, if you get into a tangent, that's more okay with me. Like, I have no problem with tangents. Okay. Uh, so, um, so for everybody listening, this podcast is sponsored to uh, sponsored to you in part by Tangent. <laughs> so another question I have is, have you ever thought of any dream shoots? Because I know I have a few dream shoots I want to do. And that's more like if a cosplayer is willing to do it, I'm okay with it or do a shoot for shoot for that suit. Because there's been a, I talked to a few cosplay photographers that are like, I always want to do a Silent Hill shoot or I always want to do a Jill Valentine shoot, but surviving the horror, the horror zombie apocalypse shoot. Like, and then sometimes they get lucky and the cosplayer will say, oh, I, I was planning on doing this shoot and they get that dream shoot right off the bat. Do you have like, you don't have to tell me the dream shoot, but have you ever thought of, have you ever wanted to do some dream shoots? Yes. I think of them all the time and I come up with new ones uh, as I cross them off my list because I've done quite a few dream shoots. I never thought I would actually do or be a part of so yeah i make a bucket list of dream shoots and make it my goal to cross them off as much as possible uh some of my favorites like because everything's not about money especially in cosplay photography because i've said this a lot like cosplay photography is the thing i would do for free but because i have to pay rent the first of the month i want to figure out how to make money from it but like one dream shoot that I've wanted to do ever since it was created was Black Geeks of Dragon Con. 
and I was able to be the lead photographer for that last year. Unfortunately, it wasn't the group shoot we are accustomed to, some yearbook style shoot because of pandemic rules. I'm gonna have a video about it coming up on my YouTube channel, so please stay tuned for that. I meant to do it last year, but um, lazy YouTube channel editing video. That uh, tell me about it. Well, <laughs> it's not, it's not your fault. Blame the freaking algorithm. If it wasn't for that algorithm, it would be a different story. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, <laughs> that was definitely one of my dream shoots. Um, I also I love Power Rangers. Like you can see, like uh, oh, right here. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, somewhere, uh, somewhere under the two. Right. So, oh no, actually, right there. So yeah, the, you got Rita. You got you got Zach. You got those. Yeah, two. Rita and Zach. So my like my secret number one policy, and it's gonna change because I need to add stuff to it. My secret number one policy is if you're a Power Rangers cosplayer, you get a free photo shoot. Just because, like, when I see Power Rangers, I instantly turn to six, and it's 1993, and I'm like, no, this is my fucking shit. I will put the entire kitchen sink into this photo shoot. Dude, you're, no. not the only, you're not the only one. I did the same thing for Kamen Rider. And oh my God. Very, Dude, I love Kamen Rider. Uh, um, I did that for Kamen Rider because not a lot of people cosplay Kamen Rider. You're and right. Top, but here's the number one. You, you'll still get a free shoot for that. But if you dress up as my favorite Tokusatsu um, character, Kikaider, that's it. Mm. Now, all day shoot. Everybody go home. He's dressed up as Kikaider, my favorite my favorite 1980s uh, uh, Tokusatsu hero because it's basically Pinocchio, but with, mm. with, ro with robot fighting. They even did an anime years later. No, that's it. We're, we're, we're I'm shitting business now for a day. We're doing this. Right. Uh, I've, I've literally have done that. I have canceled photo shoots to do the thing I wanted to do. Like, no, everybody, I don't care how much money I'm going to lose. I'm doing this right here. Um, oh my god, I've done so many Power Rangers shoots. But yeah, you're right. Like you, people don't cosplay as like the Tokusatsu characters, and then the ones that do, I'm like, bro, you get it. You uh you you like you probably speak Japanese too. Those no, I wish people. I did. Um, no. <laughs> so one one of my favorite common writers is Decade, and I have yet to come across a cosplayer cosplaying as Decade at a con I'm attending. Um, so like you know i'm gonna put Dude, you, sh you should be you should be in los angeles because i actually know a cosplayer who cosplays decay oh wow okay so, so yeah yeah I he's, 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 he's he's one of my uh, he's a, he's a regular cosplayer goer mm -hmm. but he cosplays every common writer decay's one of his favorites but he's also doing he's doing he's doing w right now and he, he just did a small video project too right. for, for one of the anniversaries okay um, cool. but yeah, he dresses up as Decay, and he actually does go to cons for that one for the first day. Oh, wow. That's dope. Uh, speaking, because I think we this whole thing started with, like, what are some of my dream shoots? Speaking of yeah. dream shoots, I would love to be a photographer that goes around to different cons, who gets paid to travel to different cons. Rather, he sets up photo shoots or is working with the con itself to just do cosplay photography. It's something I know I can do now, but, like, it costs money to rent hotels and badges and all this and that. And yeah, I can do press and things like that. Uh, but like to just be a paid photographer and you just go around the different cons, different events, and you're like just the lead photographer and people want to shoot with you, people want to work with you. That's where I want to put my business and make my living, like just make a living traveling and just doing cosplay photography and just doing things on the fly. An another dream shoot I will, or another 
you say dream shoot. I'm like, no, these are like my career goals. Uh, so these are kind of different than okay. just like dreams. Um, but I mentioned the cosplay wedding photography thing at the beginning. Another thing I would like to do is I, I just want to be like like Drew, uh, uh, the imp image. Uh, and I drew that uh, who's on the podcast. Like he just is that he's so well known for his craft people just seek him out he doesn't have to advertise for business people know his work when they see it and i want to be on that level where people know my work they see it and they seek me out and i get like bits and pieces of that but like i'm not like famous for my art style yet i'm just like building my reputation still and working my way up the ladder like everybody else what's another dream shoot i would like to do I would love to go to Japan and do like a whole Tokusatsu thing with Kamen Rider and Ultraman and Super Sentai uh, and do like their entire series and like just like be there on set while they're shooting some of their shows, especially Super Sentai because I love Super Sentai. Uh, yeah. even though they're getting kind of weird for me um, and straying away from the traditional Super Sentai that I'm used to because uh, Dumb Brothers is weird. Dumb Brothers is weird if you haven't seen it yet, but uh, I I seen some of it and it's yeah. like, like it's a little out there for me. Like I'm sticking with Common Rider for now because I right. like, especially the new one is basically another battle royale Common Rider. But uh, you can what tell is they got, the current Common Rider? I'm not up to date on it like I should be. Shame on myself for that. Actually, no, no, it's okay because um right now the current Common Rider is actually oh what what are they on there? It's all Latino based. It's all Mexican American based because you have the village just like mariachis. Huh? And it looks dope. Uh, and they use stamps to transform. And one of the common writers actually is kind of like a Jojo S style. He basically he he is a he is a common writer, but he also has another common writer next to him, like a stand. It's really cool. You'll like it. I, I started loving it because it's such it has heavy influence of the Mexican culture. Uh, and because I'm a proud Latino, it got everything right, especially the village. Like David dressed up in full mariachi gear. It's like that's dude, that's cool. And they're and they're like practicing black magic. And a lot of people know that you know, some of the Latino culture, there is black magic, it's called Santa Maria, and it's dark magic. And they're like, they're doing that, they're going that direction. I love it. Like, I love it. It's really good. It's a good series. But right now, the big common writer thing that's happening right now is the director of Evangelion. Um, he's directing um common Shin Common Writer, and that's gonna be really cool too. Okay. Can't wait for that movie to come out with Shin Ultraman. Ooh, okay. Yeah, because he finally he finally lived his dream. He got to finally direct Godzilla, Ultraman, and Kamen Rider. It's like that's it. He made it. He got his dream wishes. Okay, okay. Uh, see, there you go. Dream jobs. Uh, you gotta you gotta create it to do it. Um, yep. and you gotta take that time. All right. So, what's another question? Because I know in the pre-interview you asked me about pricing, and that's definitely something I wanted to get into. Yeah, I really want to get into how like most of you guys price your work. Like I am like mine was like 25, 25 bucks an hour. It's been working well so far. Like it's been really working really well. But I seen you also do price by hour, but you also price your edits. Like and you put a limit cap on your edits too. And that's actually something new I put into place uh just of last year because I've always been the type of photographer like. I don't mind giving away whatever shot or, or anything you want. Cause what I would do, what I used to do was I would do a photo shoot. How many ever shots I got in a 30 minute shoot or an hour shoot uh, we would do it. And then I would like over edit my proofs and actually give them completed work in my proofs. 
And I was like, hey, you can just have them. You can just take them all. And I realized, like, because I was charging like 25, 30 bucks, depending on the shoot. And I was giving away gold for pennies. And I realized, like, I got to stop doing that. So, like, last year, I decided, like, hey, all other cosplay photographers or photographers in general, they're doing a limited cap on their final edit. You, We do a photo shoot. We can get X amount of pictures in a photo shoot. Uh, you know, I'm learning to control the number of shots I take and have every shot be specific versus just, you know, spray and pray and things like that. And I have a system in place of how I do my shots. I always start out wide, you know, depending on what I'm doing, especially cosplay, I always start out wide, get full body, then do mid, then go to my close up for my portrait and then do a few poses with the cosplayer that way. Um, you know, we'll go through a series of three poses and then for poops and giggles, if I like the cosplay that they're doing, because I'm a nerd, we'll do another series of three poses. So they get six poses. Um, and then from then I will change up my lens and then do the same thing again with my prime lens and then, you know, get mid shots, close-ups and super tight close-ups. Um, because you know, 50 millimeters, you, you gotta walk back and forth. You can't yeah. zoom in and out. Um, and then it's my sharpest lens. So I already know like, Hey, I want to get bokeh in the background because this is the background we're doing. We're outside. It's a cityscape or, Hey, we're in studio and I really want to get some tech sharpness on uh, her eyes or the cosplayer's face or bring out certain details in their cosplay. Um, like, Oh, okay. They have LEDs in their cosplay. So let me actually increase my um aperture uh, a little bit so i can lessen the ambient light so the uh leds stand out a little bit more and images a little bit darker and then i can go and post and brighten up things that i want to brighten up um and things like that so you i have like a system in place of how i approach things um and depending on like what i'm doing that's how i had to price things but the biggest thing for me um, and the reason why I want to get into pricing with you, because I see you're kind of dealing with this too, is knowing your self-worth and knowing what your work is worth. And that took me years to learn. Because even now, I know I talk like I'm this big back photographer and I'm really not, but like, I know the quality of my work and I know what it's worth. And even now I still undercharge myself because I'm still sometimes unsure of should I really be charging this much? But then when I get the bigger shoots with what I put on the paper and people don't question it and I'm like, oh, I'm starting to see the self-worth in my work a little bit more. And even still, that's still a little bit too less than what I should be making. I know the range that I'm at that I need to be charging for certain things. And I said something in the last podcast where I was like, I have this split theory of how, yeah, cosplayers spend X amount of money on cosplay and they shouldn't have to be spending X amount of money on pictures at a con. But I do want to be compensated for more because I take really nice pictures better than the con photos you're going to get from other and, amateur photographers and things like that. And, um, and the, sorry to cut you off, but I, I kind of like, that was the only time I disagreed with you on that because it's like, well, they do have the money to go to the con. They do have the money for co the cosplay itself. But it's like, you got to understand our end. We're dragging this stuff to the con. We're dragging right, all this right. equipment. We're dragging these extra lenses. We're dragging these lights. Some don't even have lights. Like for me, I'm more like when I do shoots at a con, I take the street photography approach. Like I got my ring light on the front. I got my, I got my light on top. I got the right lens that I need. Right. The 50 millimeter lens. It's perfect for not just for, for great portrait shots, but like if you're walking between con lanes, it's perfect for that. Like you can just right. go click done. And so 
you got to keep that amount. It's like, that's why it's like, I, that's why I say I do believe in the 50, 50 rule. Like they should pay you a little bit more because you're dragging all this crap with you. Right. And nine times out of 10, you're not even going to use half of it. Like I end up like bringing lights and I didn't even use them. And I'm like, this is bull crap. <laughs> well, okay. So let me elaborate. Cause I did misspoke uh, when I said that. Cause I was yeah. just kind of in the moment. If you're new to cosplay and this is your first time cosplaying and you, you know, they need to feel good themselves and confidence for both a cosplay photographer and a cosplay is a big thing. Cause it's not a lot there. Uh, but if it's your first time being a cosplayer, you need that confidence boost of someone pouring over you and things like that. And I feel like, you shouldn't have to pay money for that type of thing to for them to feel confident being a cosplayer but at the same time like you can't you know expect everybody with a camera to you know want to shoot you for free especially if they're experienced and they have a slate of shoots to do or they have x amount of gear like you know just, you know some a lot of cosplayers will stop cosplay photographers and be like hey can you take my picture when they're in the middle of a paid shoot it's it happens to me a lot and it gets annoying sometimes but like hey you know i you know if the client is paying me is cool with it i try to do something but then they sit there and tell me oh you know can you do this and this and this and like honey you you know you're getting the shot i give you because you pay nothing for it and you yeah. like it um and that's just the deal for the people who paid me for my time and for their time and the time they took out to do the five little shots I did for you so you feel good you know they want me to put my best foot forward for them first before I put anything for you so you you're gonna have to wait free work uh pay work always becomes before free work so the sooner I can get done with my paid work the sooner I can get done with my free work and you can get your pictures and no I'm not taking my logo off or anything because you're gonna post it on social media and if you ain't paying me um, I need to get compensated somewhere and that's growing my brand and that's having my logo on my picture, regardless of how you feel about it. I'm sorry. That's just, yeah. No, for me, the way I come in a situation with a cosplayer that's brand new to the cosplaying scene and wants to get a picture, I actually do this. Mm -hmm. I actually go, uh, go up to some, I'll, you know, I'll normally do the whole, like, Hey, can I take your picture? Take the picture. And they're like, did you like it? Yeah. Well, I'm a cosplay photographer. I do the whole, like, you know, the whole spiel of I'm a cosplay photographer. I do this and that. And as soon as they tell me, oh, I don't really have that money for a photographer. How about this? I'll gladly do a free mini shoot up to 10 shoots and or you want a full shoot. And if you do a photo for photo and of course, you got to explain what photo to photo is. It's basically I do your photo shoot if you do one of my photo shoots. And I, and I was like, and I was like, oh, yeah. And then from there, that's where it starts. Like from there on in, like that's how I end up getting a lot of photo shoots. Okay. Well, uh, and later, and then later it does get paid to photo shoots. Okay. Well, I want to stop you there for one second. Like, why do you do photo for photo where you do one of their shoots and then you do your shoot? You should just do your shoot. Oh no, because the thing is, there'll be a cosplay. There'll be a cosplay. I'll go through their Instagram and I see them cosplay as other characters and like, and there'll be a cosplay there'll be a character that I want to do a shoot for like one of my dream shoots. Sometimes they'll have a cosplaying character or a character that I wanted to shoot for. Like, like example, what I did was, um, this was a, this was a WonderCon. Someone dressed up as the, as a real from Devilman Crybaby. And I'm like, I got to do that shoot. And she dressed up as the final form, the, the angel wings, not nude. She was wearing, you know, underwear that looks like it's nude. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to do a real shoot. And she had that shoot and she was a starting out cosplayer and her reel looks good. 
and I knew she's gonna blow up if I take if I take the advantage of this shoot right now. And I was right. Like I took her pictures. Uh, it blew up a bit and people started noticing her. And like, I'm glad I'm the one who took it first. And my work got exposed for that. Mm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. sometimes you'll find some cosplayers that end up being the next cosplayer model. And it's like and the best, and the only worst thing that will happen is she gets a free photo shoot. You get to do one of your favorite characters as a free photo show for her too. And that's it. But sometimes you'll find the diamond in the rough and they'll become blow up and they'll like, hey, this is the guy who did my shoot talk to him and that's what happens i have a lot to say to that um one congratulations being the photographer capturing a cosplayer on their moment of blowing up and your work was the thing that helped them bring them to that level that's a good uh proving ground for you as a photographer that your work is good um so you know your confidence level should have like like went over nine thousand in that moment right there no no because i know how to be humble that's the thing i'm like I, i love it but remember yeah, there is still room to approve. Right. Well, at least you know that a lot of people don't even know that. They think they took one good shot and they're their shit. And I'm like, no, you just accidentally took a good shot. There's a difference and it's easy yeah. to tell. How I approach free shoots versus paid shoots, um, because I used to be where I would like literally have to beg for photo shoots with cosplayers um and and just do whatever i could to get some good photos and just build my reputation that way i don't have to do that no more no Uh, i literally have to beat people away with a stick sometimes and it was uh, a lesson i had to learn the hard way because like for me photography was always a hustle it was never a hobby it was never a career i'm trying to make it into a career it was always a hustle because i hey i had a crappy part-time job and rent's doing the first i gotta do something to supplement my income so i picked up a camera and started working um, and it started working for me. And I always had to just focus on making the money, doing the gigs to make the money. And that's how my style crafted itself of having to be the run, run on the gun and the fly on the wall and just taking every gig that I can come, uh, that I can come my way. And when it came to cosplay photography, I literally would have to beg people for shoots. Like it took like my, even my friends, I was like, hey, can we do a shoot? You're a cosplayer. We've been friends for 10 years before I picked up a camera and they will reject me uh, or take advantage of me in certain situations. And even still to this day, try to take advantage of me. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I, I was lucky that I have cosplaying friends who weren't like that. They literally know my 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 worth and my skill and my time. Like like I said, my friend Lily, my, one of my favorite persons to work with in cosplay photo shoot because she's down to do mostly anything but the thing is she's a great person to work with right she's cool to talk to she's mm-hmm. really great but she knows exactly what she wants for her shoots and i know exactly what she wants so it's like a, a same mind length of photo shoots and i have and- a, uh, i have a lot of friends and clients like that too uh but i've had friends who've exposed their true intentions and yeah uh, and a lot of other things this is it's been weird. It's been it, weird. It, it is like weird. when you start telling people like, "Oh, I'm a cosplay photographer." I was like, "Okay, which ones are paid? Which ones are non-paid?" All right, let's be real, okay? Right. I, I had a whole bunch of non-paid ones coming to me, like, "Oh, can you do this? Can you do that?" I'm like, dude, I need to make this into a career at some point because I know I'm not going to be able to work at Amazon for years. All right, right. so. I got to get out of this fucking job so I can make this into a career. So you, are you going to pay me a fair amount at least? It's like, well, we've been friends. Ah, uh, uh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't throw yeah, that. Oh, in. yeah. The friend discount, the friends and family discount. I get no, not discounting, general. The more like, we've been friends, dog. Come on. Like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. If you're my friend, you support me. 
so like I like I have with you, man. I every time I go to your place of business, I pay. I never ask for a free meal. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, people don't. I'm that type that. of person. It's like if my like, friend you know, is, I'm that type of way too. Um, yeah. and people don't care. They don't care. My current approach for free versus paid work, regardless if it's cosplay or anything, is. If it's something I want to do, an idea I came up with because I can promote it this way or I need more work in my portfolio for this type of business, then sure, I don't mind doing those type of things for free because it's what I want to do. I'm going to go seek out the people I want to do those things with for free and offer, hey, you get free pictures, whatever, whatever, do that whole spiel. But if you come to me, especially if you know I'm a photographer, and you come to me with your idea and like, hey, I want to do a photo shoot with you, blah, blah, blah. That's 1000% a paid shoot, like no exceptions. You came to me, you found yep. me somewhere, you saw my work, you know, I do this and that. And you came to me. And like when we go through the whole spiel, because like whether it's fee or paid, you know, I always talk about the shoot first before I talk about the compensation part. Um, the compensation part comes later because I need to know what I'm shooting in order to know what yeah. I need to be compensated for. Because uh, if it's like, hey, I'm just showing up, taking some pictures and I'm already going to be there anyway, it might be cheaper or free just because I'm going to be doing this event anyway. But if I got to get in my car, drive an hour away, wait while you waste my time and you still don't have shit together, guess what? I'm charging you. I'm sorry. That ain't for free. Um, I have clients now who yelled at me for like, we've been working with us for years and you never given us free. And I'm like, oh my God. And the fact that you've never paid full price for a single shoot in eight years is what to you? Yeah, it's great. Like I've been, I've been very fortunate enough that I got clients that pay me, even though I've been doing certain things for free and I've been trying to get myself out there and I've been doing the whole like, you know, the whole take a picture of a person in the hallway, show them and then tell them my business and then get a client yes or no or do a shoot for shoot type of deal. I've been lucky to get clients that are paying me still. Like, even though it's like, I'm barely starting out, I'm like the Phoenix Wright shoot was a paid shoot. Two other shoots during the con was a paid shoot. Like I was lucky. Like I'm very lucky at the moment. I haven't come across any problems at all, especially the way I've been approaching things. And I am going to change some of my habits now because after, like I said, my pricing is going to change. My editing is going to change for the, for the pricing and stuff like that. But I've been very lucky that I had clients who are like, when I give them the option to pick what photos they want, like Drew said, I had one client try to pick out the whole shoot. Like, no, I haven't had that problem. Like, the highest I ever got was like 10. Like, and there were like shoots that go up to 300 or 400 photos. They literally went down to 10. And I'm like, wow, they could have done 100 or 200 against me. And I would have like argued, but they literally were like, I got some good ass clients that actually know how to behave themselves. And they straight up said, hey, just 10. I'm like, okay. Nope. I, I didn't rock the boat. I didn't rock the boat. I was like, okay, Ted, it is. I just did an engagement shoot with my best friend um, who is a photographer, videographer. So I assume he knew what the deal was, but his fiance picked like 120 pictures from their photo shoot. And I edited every single last one of them um, just because like they're, they're my friends. I love them to death. So like, I didn't mind doing it, but if it would have been any other couple, like, nope you pay for this and this is where yeah. i even did a shoot last year and it at that time it was my highest paid shoot at the time we did a four-hour shoot it was an 800 shoot and she only paid for 20 final edits like 
and I felt bad because I'm like, you were paying me for my time, and it was only like an, an additional fifty to hundred bucks. Oh, I know how that feels. Yeah, the, the eighty pictures you wanted because I was like, like I'm not taking advantage of you. This is what we agreed to. You saw my packages. You chose what you wanted. But I feel kind of shitty that we did a whole photo shoot, got a thousand plus pictures or no, it was like 600 plus pictures and you only got 20 final edits and like your option is to pay for more edits if you wanted it and you didn't. I feel kind of bad, like a little bit, but at the same time, this is business. I structured my pricing. You saw what you would get for the price and you agreed to it. I have the contract. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have clients now who, um, like I, who were working with me from when I was just taking pictures and didn't know what I was doing to now I'm more professional, um, or a lot more professional actually, and taking way better pictures. And they're still expecting me to give them $50 photo shoots f- for like 14 hour photo shoots. Like they have a, a school and I'm like, I can't do 80 kids and make X amount of money. Like that's a lot of work. It was one thing when it only took us three hours in an afternoon to edit all these pictures and stuff, but it's taken me two weeks to go through this project now and two days to shoot it. And you still want it for the same price? That can't happen. I'm sorry. No, because they need to know, like, this is why I educate them. Like, I tell them, like, hey, just to let you know, this is how it works. Before you hire me, this is how this works. This is how long it takes. This is why it takes that long. And then, et cetera, you're still interested. And nine times out of 10, the clients I got fortune have said, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, oh, okay. Remember, you agreed to this. Right. Um, yeah, and- I've, I've been for- like I said, I've been fortunate enough that I got the right clients that are okay with it. I haven't run into those hardcore, you know, super mentaline, like, no, I'm not going to pay for this. Can you give me a discount? And I haven't run into that. And I'm afraid, like, one day if I do run into that, it's like, well, you know what? See ya. Yeah. Um, so I built my business around dealing with those people. I call them nickel and dime clients. People who always ask for a discount, who always want you to go above and beyond for $10. I can't do that no more. Um, and I can't be the cheap guy. Like being the cheap guy hurts your business and you will never grow and get out of that. You almost have to start a whole new business just to not be known as a cheap guy anymore. Yeah. Um, and people don't understand that people like, I, I hate when I come across clients who just say, all oh, you're doing is showing up and taking a picture. That's when I instantly disqualify oh. from you, uh, call out fight. Uh, I instantly disqualify people all the time. I, first I had to, you know, I was like, oh, I need every dime I can get. I can't afford to deny any business, but yeah, some business can be very bad business where you're doing the most work for the little bit of profit. And like, there's a lot that goes into what we do. Like we're pre, before we even show up to the shoot, we're planning the shoot, we're charging the equipment, we're renting equipment because like this stuff ain't free. This stuff ain't cheap. No, these are not cheap. No, they're not. Like, like I was lucky to buy the Rebel T7 with the stock lens and that was a thousand bucks. Right. And And that's not even the best camera to do anything with. That's the intro camera. That's that's a good, decent camera. Like I said, you can do a lot of cool stuff if you know what to do, but... Yeah, but I, I want to I want to get a better camera. I really do want to get a better camera. I really do. But it's like a Rebel T7 is a good convention camera. I could say that it's a good convention camera. I agree. I agree. 
um, but the lenses actually bring it out more. That's the cool thing about this Rebel T7. It's like the lenses give it more of the work. And I got the 50 millimeter micro lens and I got the 24 um, landscape lens. And those are perfect for conventions. And for shoots, the 50 millimeter is perfect for it. Depends on what type of shoots you're doing. Well, Those I agree the 50 millimeter is perfect, but why the 24 landscape per se and the 50 millimeter micro? When uh, you do, when you do those uh, photos, not photoshoots, but you know, with those cosplay gatherings, mm -hmm. it captures everybody. It gets okay. everybody. Okay. And, and then on top of that, if you, uh, if you work with your aperture, right. And uh, the ISO, you can actually get it detailed that you can see everybody's face like a freaking um like a yearbook picture. And when they see those photos, they're like, who took this yearbook-esque photo? Because I could see my face in this group. Because mm. when I see when I see cosplay gathering groups, some of the faces are blurred out and some of the people are cropped out and they end up doing like one, two, three. Like, no, this lens, one. That's it. Gotcha. So let's talk about that for a split second, then we can go ahead and get to the end of the show because I have to actually do another podcast record after this. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. No, well, it's my off day. So my off days, I just uh, try to record as much as I can and build up a bank of episodes. So as the time goes on, I can release episodes weekly as I need to, uh, rather it's for YouTube or it's for uh, the other podcasting services. So yeah. I quadruple book today uh and had to reschedule like i was supposed to do philip yesterday but we have to do it later today or tomorrow because somebody overslept and it was both of us so <laughs> i just have to say i just have to say screw youtube and their algorithm let's let's be honest if it wasn't if it wasn't for youtube's dumb algorithm we will never be forced to have a contact every week i miss the good old days that you just upload when you want to and get from there well, I mean, once you make it and get big and monetized enough to where it won't even matter, you can upload however you want. But until not even, not even. There's the bigger guys, like example, Matt McBussels from he used to be part of the Super Best Friends, but now he has his own YouTube channel. He's still doing content every week, and he's big and well known. But the channel is new. The channel is new, not not anymore. Like it's. Like Man McMuscles has been around since the Super Best Friends. That's been years ago. And then he did have to make a new channel, but that new channel is old now. Mm. And the only okay. thing that keeps him surviving is the Patreon and the fans. And it's like, that's great, but YouTube really needs to step off the algorithm because the algorithm really messed everybody up. Right. Um, fuck. I completely forgot where we was finna go. Well, I was about to ask you. You were telling me, you were telling me that we were talking about the lenses, about the 24 lenses. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you wanted All to talk right. about something else. So let's get into just gear for cons for a split second. Um, what is some gear that you can recommend? Hey, I'm asking you a question. What's some gear that you can recommend for a con? You just said the 24 landscape. For me, I recommend the Nifty 50 uh, just because it's a very good portrait lens and it's tight. And you can, especially if you get like an F2.8 or uh, uh, I'm sorry, an F2.8 or lower, like a 1.8 or 1.4, yeah. you can really blur out the background and focus on that cosplayer and play with the depth of field a lot. And it's for like photographers who use mm -hmm. um, like where you see those groups, large 300 people group shots and they do like one section, one section, one section. They're not using a wide enough lens. Like they're probably using a stock kit lens or something and they can do yeah. so much. Um, so they need like a 16 or a wide 24 or something that only just does wide. And then in order to get like people in the foreground and the background, 
in in focus, you got to shoot at a high aperture, like yeah. nine or higher, especially if you're shooting outside. Sunday 16 will save your day because everything will be in focus if you do that. But like you got to know your settings and know the situation you're getting into. If you're shooting a crowd of 300 people, you're going to need a nice wide lens and you're going to need to shoot at a high aperture uh, and focus like in the very front. Because uh, what is it? If not, if you shoot F9 or higher, everything from the your focus point behind it automatically in focus and that's yeah. how you do that um i like if you it depends on the situation like i'm gonna give out the best equipment for a starting photographer in general okay. in general cosplay landscaping cityscape portrait shot whatever for me best way to start out is start out with a canon camera from the rebel series start with that get i agree with it get Get a um, get one with a stock lens because that stock lens is pretty good. It gets you the feel of, of photography. It teaches you different different ranges, a different width and width and the wide and the aperture and all that. And then after you feel comfortable, if you feel like doing detail shoots, like portraits and people, the nitty gritty 50, 50 millimeter micro lens is perfect for every situation, not just for people but items little stuff toys and all that like whatever field you're going to get into that 50 50 mini gritty lens is great it does it has sharp imagery it does focus on the close-upness of the subject it's great it's perfect to start out with um equipment to carry i prefer a monopod but get a monopod that's able to stick to the dirt or grass or a special one that you rotate it to the rubber part can stay on the cement a monopod is good if you don't have a stable hand or get one of those grips that straps to your hand like a gun and you cannot like your camera is basically your claw. That's like, what I stuck. use a lot is the uh, either the straps like I bought extra long straps um, or I'll use the hand grip just because it's more of natural feel. Watch out for yeah. hand grips because it will give you. Hand yeah, hand. it does. I, I, I still got a few of those sometimes. Um, lighting. Uh, a ring light is okay. I only got it because I wanted to see what it could do. Right, same here. It's it sucks because it crops like it, if you if you're focused in or you're zoomed in, you could see the ring light's little circle around it, and it ruins the shot every time. So it's yeah. like, get yourself a good flash, a really good flash. Um, I'm not a big fan of certain flashes. Um, I don't. I'm not a big fan of remote flashes, like the ones like you. you it's remote bluetooth wise and all that because the battery could die out or the signal could be lost get one of those old school ones you put on top of the camera and that has all the options you need they sell those at best buy i prefer the ones from canon because i'm a big fan of canon i it's like this if i'm able to shell out for canon and get sponsored by canon i'll recommend canon right that's how much i like their cameras and i know a lot of people say sony's are better or are nakian are better it's like it depends what works for you and what's your rhythm I agree. Uh, I like Canon because of I like its color spectrum and like like from whether you get the lower end or the higher end, it's all the same menu, everything like that is super user friendly and I'm just accustomed to it. Nikon has like a, a really vivid color spectrum that's nice, but I don't like using Nikon cameras and their yeah. system's kind of weird. Uh, and I do see why Sony's kind of kicking ass in the game right now in the camera game. Um, and, you know, I would like to invest in that as a business, but like right now, I just stick with Canon just because all I, the gear is Canon gear. I tried Sony. I could not work. 
I could not work with it at all. The operating system that it comes with is very complicated for some dumb reason. Yeah, it's a learning curve. It's like going from Windows to Apple a little yeah. bit. And um, if you're talking about gear in general, best advice I suggest is get one of those miniature backpacks that go one strap because you're going to be traveling a lot. Those are great to start with before you get those big bulky backpacks. Like yeah. all my five lids and all that. Yeah. Get a um, travel one. Get a travel bag for it. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many shoots I have shown up to and I have sweat back because I have that big backpack with like five lenses in it and two cameras and like a, a reflector and my entire back of my shirt is just drenched in sweat and like get something you carry over the shoulder yeah. so you put one or two lenses in uh, and definitely carry light carry as light as possible when you're doing cons like I cannot stress that enough um because you often enough you'll see photographers that will go and have like their bigger like more powerful equipment and c-stands and stuff and a little wagon. oh dude there's this one guy i'm i want to give him credit i don't know his name but i see him in cons have you seen the dude that carries two flashes in his bag that actually works (laughs) and when he takes a picture that shoots and i'm like so I got to yes. give you that hustle. That dude is great. Like, yes, I've watched that great. video and I have tried MacGyver my own scenarios with my Fisher Price light stands and stuff to varying experiences. Um, but yeah, that guy is dope. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I want, like I'm, I'm trying to be friends with that dude. He's a nice dude. I talked to him once a while, but I like, I really want to be his friend because I want to learn. How did he do that? Because I kind of want to make something like that when I do photo shoots outside at night. Right. So I don't have to worry about setting up the lights, getting it plugged in somewhere, or buy one of those battery generators for it. Like, no, I want to know how he did that. So when I do outdoor shoots, I could just do that for outdoors at night and cons. That yeah. is a great invention. He must be tired as hell afterwards, but dude, oh my that, God. that little gimmick is great. I like I would always go to a con like Dragon Con is always the big con I go to and I will start like weighing X amount of pounds and by the end of it because of all the walking and the 50 pounds of gear I'm carrying I've lost like 30 40 pounds at cons before just because of carrying equipment and walking alone uh had to take another vacation after going to a con just so I can let my feet rest and my body heal from the experience of shooting um so definitely carry light carry light stuff like yeah like i was saying like you see those photographers with like mini studios and stuff they don't move around that's where they're shooting and that's all they're gonna do and yeah or they're only gonna do that for like four hours and after that they're gone and you will never see them again until the next day yeah Um, those are the those are the guys who are well established like they 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 go to them it's like we're, I'm not there yet. It's not because of my mindset. It's just I don't have a I haven't I haven't I haven't exposed myself a lot to that level yet and show what I could do. It'll be great someday, but I know for I'm gonna shoot for that. But on top of that, it's like I dress like a hiker when I go to conventions now. Like I actually have hiking boots. I no, have you a, need a, to. Sure, that's yeah. the perfect way to approach this. That's yeah. the perfect way to approach this because you're gonna need pockets for your gear because you don't want to carry a backpack. You don't want to carry a shoulder pack. If you can put like lenses and gear in your pockets and like the photographer vest, I, I'm about to invest in one of those just because I need like batteries and like gels yeah, and yeah. stuff, uh, flashes, just have that stuff on me. So all I have to do is best, just walk and carry my camera and that's it. Best friend for 
for me as a photographer, your best friend is a battery grip. That is your best friend. That is your real best best friend. Best investment I have bought. Our best piece of gear I have bought, like being able to put two batteries and uh, two memory cards into your camera and just shoot forever and not have to worry about dead batteries. That so has saved me so much time. That is your best friend. Energy. That Um, is your best friend. Like I like you buy so much gear, like stuff, and you never know if it's going to work. Like I have ring lights, like the ones you put on your camera, you mount on top and like the ones you well, for me, it mounts in the front. And that right. sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have one like that. And I'm like, uh, I'm never going to use this. I have this big one that folds out and expands and you connect it with like a, a flash or something. Never used it to make money ever waste of 50 bucks ever. But that battery grip, soon as i got it i was like nope this is instant money maker i haven't even made money with it when i put it on and started using it i was like this is instant money maker yeah. right here yeah uh, it's when i started making money with it and i'm doing 14 hour shoots and i'm like i have yet to change my batteries mm-hmm. pays for stuff i cannot explain to you how important that is yeah that battery grip that the battery grips are your friend like oh um, two, two at a time and on top of that when you buy like six batteries if they do die out right Oh, you're set. Another thing, another unintentional consequence of having a battery grip is it makes your camera bigger, especially with Canon, because Canon is already a beefy camera. So you yeah. put a Canon battery grip on that, it gives you extra grip and mo- uh, mobility with your camera, but it gives your uh, uh, camera the appearance of being bigger without actually having to be bigger. So when clients see the battery grip and the camera and you got like a 70 to 200 on it, and you got like a trigger set on there. Clients just for some reason think that means professional, like best <laughs> stuff ever. And they're like, oh, I don't mind paying the money. You got the big boy out. And I'm like, it's yeah, the same fucking camera I've been using this whole goddamn time. I know that's what happened to me when I bought up. I bought one of those cool. Um, there's a company I follow because of the lights. It's um, they they do loom cubes. Mm-hmm. And I follow them because of toy photography. They're great lube cubes for toy photography. You can set those around. But they started making special lights that you attach on top of your camera and they follow the flash and everything. Mm-hmm. I bought one of those and those are like very professional because they're like 200 bucks for one of them. And as soon as I bought that, people are like, oh, you know what's up with lighting? You know, like, not really. Like, I just think that to myself, like, I don't really. And because they look at that, it's like, yeah, you bought that lube cube light for your attachment for your camera. So you know what's the money going towards and you know how to shoot with that. I'm like, yes. And I'm like thinking, no, I don't. <laughs> but they just, as soon as they see that, they're like, oh, you're a professional. I got to hire you. I'm like, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what that is. Like people just see bigger means better and more expensive. Whatever, fine. I'll buy the bigger, best expensive equipment ever. And my price is going to skyrocket, but my skill levels is not going to improve at all. But the grip is a big, like I said, I tell yeah, you, it helps. Helps. It helps, especially with the grip that has the extra button with it. So like yeah. when you have it sideways, it's perfect. Like yeah. you do not skip a beat. Um, don't, uh, if you can get the appropriate grip for your camera, like they, grips are either really cheap or super expensive. Um, there's no middle ground. The really cheap ones, they work, but like they're. The uh, best advice to buy one is. Go for the one that's acceptable to your camera. Even yeah. if, like, because I found out there is no grip for the Rebel T7. A third party had to make it. And right. it's only one third party that had to make it. Right. It's, it's the only one. And it's not cheap. 
and it's, it's and it's worth it though. Like for me, it's like best two hundred bucks I spent. Yes. Best two hundred bucks. I am not complaining. It didn't break. It doesn't. It works perfectly. The only downside is it doesn't have an extra memory card slot to it. But it, hey man, the battery life is good. Right. That's all that matters to me. The battery life is good, but it doesn't cover. It doesn't cover the the memory card slot, so you can still switch cards without mm. worried about taking the battery grip out. Gotcha. Um, that's really good. Like I, I, I. I, I knew I fuck with you for a reason. You get it. Like, like, cause I've talked to other photographers and I've talked about gear. Like, yeah, man, like the battery grip, like underestimated gear. And there are a lot of photographers who don't get it, but the ones that do like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Battery grip, save you on shoots. Um, best investment. Like I can't believe like, you get it. Cause I've wasted so much money on gear thinking I'm about to make a killing with this. Nope. Never made a dime. Never yeah, cause- made a dime for me because when i used to buy gear back during the films days it was whatever i call ford right and i i went through a lot of gear you'd be surprised how many gear i went through during the films i bought so many flashes i bought so many stands i bought so many of this and that and it's right. like ridiculous no, now with yeah with digital now it's like okay especially in the internet too when you talk to other photographers on websites they're like oh they'll recommend this they'll recommend that they'll recommend this it ends up being in the bottom line, like listen to recommendations as much as you could go, but it ends up like whatever works for you, right? And your and your style of photography. So grip is great for conventions, and to be honest, grip the grip is great for any photo shoot. It doesn't matter because right. you know you don't. Photo shoot. Yeah, because um, you know you don't have to replace batteries. It can last for the whole day if you do it right. Um, on top of that, the best flash doesn't have to be like the super expensive high functioning flash. Like if you get the right flash. And you know what you're shooting? It could be great. Like I bought a flash that was 80 bucks and it still works great. Better than the light wing I bought, better than the loom cube I bought. Right. And stands, stands are a little tricky. It depends how tall do you want them to be, but also how accessible and how portable they have to be. And for me, a standard, maybe a 20, a 20 footer to a 30 footer one is enough for me. Right. But I bought the one that it's a 30 footer, but it collapses down to like the smallest it could be. So it's like, it's like a transformer at that point. Right. And, it, and how accessible can you do it? That's why I say go with the model stand instead. If you have a shaky hand, because you can hold it like a, like a, like a spear and then you just hold it like that. And you click. And because it's a model stand, you can collapse it. and You can still move around with it. Um, I'll do you one better. Uh, Cause like I, I have tripods and stuff like for photography and things like that. I need tripods for video. Um, I got good at the freehand stuff and just knowing how to do my setups to better prepare for shaky hand and cover for that. Like, you know, if you set your shutter speed to like 125 or higher, um, you, you eliminate a lot of that hand yeah. shakiness right there. I was, I was saying more for the beginners. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's just a beginner yeah. tip. Like if you like you, yeah. Portrait modes is best. If you shoot portraits, like at 50, 60, 70, uh, shutter speed that works best for like human skin and things like that. But if you bump it up a little bit, you know, you can make your images pop a little bit. Just play around with your settings and stuff like that. But if you have shaky hands and you do portraits, shoot at 125, uh, shoot at uh, an open aperture like 2.8, you'll compensate. You'll yeah, compensate and get, still get that same look. Because for me, my shutter speed is between one, no, one, two, one to 200. And, and my, and my, 
it depends on the aperture. It depends on what type of shit, day or night. I have, I have it, my aperture on the lowest as possible for the daytime shoot. Mm-hmm. A little bit higher on the nighttime shoot. Right. But it depends what you play with. But the shutter speed, you really got to have it around 200. Like 200 will eliminate all the shaky hands. But right. even still, like I've seen some people with really bad handshake still makes blurry images in that shutter speed. Right. So it's like your monopod is your friend if you really have really bad hands. Until you get comfortable with the camera, then you can ditch it later. Right. Um, and then there are other tricks and techniques you can use. Like if you are strap wear, use a strap extended to like, you know, your neck so it's taut and you can use that as a stabilization uh, to help with that. Uh, using flash and like shooting at 125 to 200 on your shutter speed will instantly freeze your subject in that moment. Um, and that helps out too. Uh, so there's a lot of things you can do, but that's, also going to be a topic for another episode because i definitely am planning a big big a bunch of gear uh episodes and videos like i have gear at my house that i just want to review and talk about like this do not waste money on this stuff um but we're gonna go ahead and end the podcast jonathan it's been a pleasure uh this really felt like a conversation. I know we set out these parameters of what we're going to talk about, but like we just went on tangents, but we talked yeah. about so much and gave so many helpful tips and tricks. And I hope I was just able to provide some clarity to you. And- oh no, you, you provide a lot. Trust me. Cause for me, when it comes to podcasts, I listen more when it's on a tangent because you listen to their experiences and the right. how-tos more. And especially you did help me a lot with the pricing and the, and how I go about presenting myself. You did help out a lot. Trust me, you did. Like, I really took notes. Um, and there's and, still a lot more to unpack with pricing and things. Like, we didn't even, yeah. like, talk about it that much. Or But we scratched the surface. Right. Um, but pricing is definitely, like, a whole episode that I want to get a bunch of other uh, photographers from different experiences levels and talk about why they price their prices the way they are. But, like, you know, like, you, it's a combination of you gotta know your self-worth the gear you're using do you own the gear are you renting the gear uh uh like do you have other business like are you in high demand if you're in high demand that means you're charging too little and need to charge more yeah um from what i've learned um but yeah there's so much we can talk about this i love talking about cosplay photography excuse me um when i That's started cool. this channel and started this podcast the one question that was presented to me the most by people is how can you make money and be successful in cosplay photography? And is it even something possible? And I'm like, yes, you can do it. And then quickly learn, no, you can't. It's going to take a lot more than what I thought. But like, as I'm meeting other people and doing more things, I'm like, yeah, no, this is possible. It just, it's going to like everything that successful and works you're gonna to have to put the effort time and energy into it to make it work for you and that's what i'm in the journey of doing and i'm grateful to have you um just to be there to see not only where i came from but to see where you are and where you can be like i've seen your work your work is great you like to have fun with your shoots uh, the big thing that you are learning is to connect with your clients. If you are having fun behind the camera, your client is going to more likely have fun in front of the camera and it's going to show because if they 
are uncomfortable, that's going to show. But if they trust you and they're having fun with the shoot and you give them a great experience, it's going to show in the camera. It's going to show in the pictures and you're not going to have a bad image. Um, but thank you for coming on. Where can everybody on the internet find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram as John at con photography. Same thing as my Facebook, same, same wording too. And that's what I have so far until I'm able to build my portfolio. Okay. Uh, um, and you say you're on YouTube too. What do you talk about on your YouTube channel? Oh, YouTube is actually different. It doesn't really touch. It doesn't touch in photography at all. It's me and my friend, um, Zobator. That's his username. We actually talk about gaming and ex, ex, um, gaming and all the nerd stuff that we like. It's more of a hobby for that channel. Like, we're basically just imagine two guys talking in a basin basement, and you relate to talking to the basement, like just shooting the shit, basically. Right. We're okay. yeah. So if you if you're interested in that YouTube channel, it's called Johnny Contra. Johnny Contra. Uh, I definitely recommend everybody to check it out. I do have a lot of gamers on my channel. Uh, so gamers go attack that channel and like and subscribe uh but for everybody else this has been blurred cast this has been the business of cosplay photography this is a new interesting series that i care a lot about that i'm really trying to get off the ground uh and just just give more information out there because i know what it's like for other uh cosplay photographers who want to learn more about being in the business of cosplay and going online and not finding a lot of information about it or being shown or seen our cosplay photography being seen as a joke type of discipline in photography when it's really a up-and-coming discipline and it's getting better every year the culture is getting better it's my my favorite clients are cosplayers because they're probably some of the most easiest people to work with um and i've dealt with some pretty insane clientele uh but cosplayers i always like love putting my foot my extra into their shoots just because i appreciate their craftsmanship it's just artists coming together and working together uh but this is a business stuff costs money but anyway with that said why don't you give this video a like and comment below what you thought about the topic points and things that we talked about and go ahead and ask your questions if you want to know something about cosplay photography uh just ask in the comments below and you can also follow me on social media my twitter my instagram facebook reddit discord tiktok all on the blurredography ask your questions there follow me there i have several topics going on several different uh platforms and don't forget to like the channel blurredography on youtube and listen to blurredcast wherever you listen to your podcast we are everywhere we're on all the major podcasting networks uh spotify anchor google Podcasts, and apple Podcasts. uh thank you and everyone, be safe out there in these crazy times. All right. We're going to end this. This was like two hours. <laughs>